Today's episode of Jam Session on Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day. Have your tickets delivered straight to your phone and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or a show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Uh, and one more thing we wanted to mention, The Ringer now has merch. Go to bitly.com slash ringer merch where you can find shirts and hoodies. Um, I just ordered a gray t-shirt if you want to match me. Um, nice. It has a little ringer logo on the pocket. I'm very excited about it. Uh, a portion of the proceeds from each purchase will benefit Charity Water, a nonprofit organization that provides clean and safe drinking water to people in developing nations. Again, go to bitly.com slash ringer merch. Welcome to a special edition of Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Single topic. Only one thing to talk about, and that is the Kimye versus Taylor feud. By special request, here we are. <laughs> Emergency jam session. Juliet, where were you when the Snapchat video that changed our lives? That's a great question. I was sitting in my recliner. Okay. Do you have a recliner? Yes, I do. Like a full-on lazy boy or like designer? Um, it's from Macy's. It's really okay. comfortable. I'm really it's like my TV chair. That's I was watching the night of. That's oh yeah. a, another criminal procedure. Right. And <laughs> uh, you know, this breaking news came in. Kim and I didn't even follow Kim Kardashian on Snapchat. I had to ask you for her snap name. That's true. I had to teach my husband how to use Snapchat in order because I somehow deleted Snapchat off my phone. So it was like that two of us sitting on this couch while Stranger Things was playing, <laughs> screaming like, just type Kim, just type Kim. And then like the tweets are going wild. It was a really, really, really intense, like 30 to 40 minutes in my home. It really was. So Kim Kardashian, um, she released via her Snapchat footage of, of Kanye telling Taylor Swift about his lyrics about her she released the famous tapes she released the famous tapes. okay so let's set a little scene here okay i would love to great um close readers of uh kim kardashian's gq magazine profile would have known about these tapes already and yes. we're going to come back to that with a special guest but um essentially a few months ago or a few weeks ago uh kim declared war on taylor uh and said that taylor was lying about uh a particular line in Kanye West's song Famous, yes. which is, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made, made that, that bitch, bitch famous. famous. It's a great song. My favorite on the record. I, it's not my favorite, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so Taylor, if you will recall it, the Grammys got very upset about this line, um, launched a, another war on Kanye. It was like, stop taking credit for my you know, success, which like honestly is possibly the most reasonable defense against the whole thing. But sure. that has long since fallen to the I wayside. I do not believe he made her famous, for the record. I think it helped both of them. Sure. I think that's how celebrity works. That's true. Um, they both so, got great tunes, you know? It's true. <laughs> if only it were only about the music. It's Actually, true. it would be super boring if it were just about <laughs> the music and neither of us would care and we wouldn't have podcasts. Anyway, Taylor was very upset. And this was the narrative for a while until... and. Kanye kind of tried to defend himself and was like, no, she said it was okay. 
Right. And Taylor was like, no, I didn't. And then we were sort of at a detente and then uh, Hiddle Swift happened and we were all distracted by more performance art. Right. So that was fine until Kim decided to reignite the war by saying, no, she's lying. She agreed to this line and I have the videotapes to prove it. Hashtag, I will show you the receipts. <laughs> so on Sunday night, Kim Kardashian made good on that promise. Yes, she did. It was incredible. So I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Sure. What happened on Sunday in Keeping Up with the Kardashians? On Sunday, they finally, the show is like six weeks, two months behind. Okay. You never actually really know. Got it. The timeline is, you know, they have invented their own sense of sure. time. Uh, but on Sunday night, it caught up with the GQ magazine cover. Okay. So Sunday night. So that's very relevant here. Yes. So on the Sunday night episode, Kim is talking about how she gave this interview. And she gives a speech to a, like, supremely disinterested Courtney about how she was just fed up and she'd had enough. And she decided to tell the GQ reporter that Taylor's a liar. And Taylor, and she was just tired of people stepping on her husband. And she sort of, she gives, like, a particularly fiery for Kim, which is just, like, she's like like one out of five fire emojis um she was just fed up and she wanted to protect her husband and she gives like a minute long monologue you can watch this on the internet and then courtney just honestly looks like a zombie and it literally says i'm so glad that you told the truth just like that (laughs) that's literally how courtney did it because courtney's a freedom fighter courtney is a legend courtney is my number one oh my Um, god so this was obviously coordinated. The yeah. episode talking about the GQ cover went up on Sunday night. And then I believe, I think it might have been during the episode. She started airing the. the she posted them on Saturday. That's a real second screen experience. Kim really gets it. She understands our world. She is a multimedia. Uh, savant? Tycoon? Mm, nice. Uh, savant, all of them. <laughs> she's really something. And it's interesting how she's like her husband's champion. Right. Like, really i i can't remember where i heard this but like it just that speaks a lot to the um the power dynamic in their relationship i think that she's the one protecting him yeah yeah absolutely she's in charge yeah like he's kind of world and we're all living in it and that includes yeah like he's the kind of creative artist and she kind of like makes the world safe for his art right although not exactly but it's interesting that she's like really the she decided to release the footage herself not not to wait for I do wonder about that or like to put it on Vimeo or something like that. You have to assume that again that's protecting Kanye. Yeah. Because it I think the tapes are received very differently if Kanye is recording them. Definitely. For better or for worse, probably unfairly. But um I think That's it a looks, good point. It looks a little creepier. People um yeah. It's more like she's, like, fighting for a family member, whereas it would, if he did it, it would be more, like, defending himself when he already, like, sort of, dis- like, some people think disrespected Taylor. I mean, those lyrics are di- very disrespectful. Sure. But it certainly, you listen to them differently, knowing that Taylor Swift was like, yeah, that's a compliment. Like, Though, you want to have sex with me. <laughs> as she says on the tape, it's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. I think everybody would know that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the contents of the tape for a second. Sure. They're extremely damning. Yeah, they're also like it was just too long for me. I was like, can we can we get this down to like fifteen seconds here? Okay, all right. As a historian of Taylor Swift stuff, I disagree. <laughs> I think this is important, like source material that we should put in the archives. What um, was the, what, to me, to you like? What was the most damning moment for me? It was definitely the yeah, that's a compliment. 
for me it was everyone will know it's tongue in cheek mm. um cuz it for me that proves that she's actually thinking through the levels of interpretation uh-huh. like she she acknowledges that you can't have a sense of humor about these things sure um which has not been her public response at all her yeah. public response has just been boneheaded and also, like, not that vocal, except for her Instagram note, right? Yeah. Well, I think that is her way of admitting defeat. Sure. I was most surprised by her tone on the phone. It was a really different Taylor than I'm I'm accustomed to. Preacher Taylor was gone, and she seemed, like, a lot younger to me. Like, she seemed, like, nervous to be talking to Kanye and sort of, like, a little bit eager to please in some way or something. I don't know. I, I just thought it was heard, different. I heard annoyance mm. and disinterest, mm. um, and I think... Maybe the two biggest defenses for Taylor Swift. One, the the suspicious cut. Mm. Uh, because on the tapes, and I'm sorry to sound like a crazy person, but like you people requested this emergency jam session pod, and so we're going here. It he reads the lyric and all he says was all he says is, I feel like me and Taylor might have sex. Mm. And then it cuts out. And that's the only lyric that we're shown right. in the so we don't know what he said afterwards. We don't know how she responded to the other line. Yeah. I made that bitch famous. Or and, if he told her about it. Right. Or if he told her about it or anything. We don't know. And the tape is really suspiciously edited in that respect. And she wisely has hung her defense on the second line. Yeah. Um, the other thing that sounds... The only other defense is that she really sounds like she does not want to be having this phone call to me. And she's like doing it and is kind of nodding and it's like yeah sure it's nice it's really nice that you said this and she makes a point of being like I really appreciate you calling me it's nice that you're doing this which is true and it is but otherwise she sounds like she would rather just not be on the phone and would rather not be dealing with this yeah. and I understand that sure sure I mean Kanye uh and her don't have a great history it's like why would she want to like engage with him yeah it makes sense and like-, like why does she need to be pulled into this which I think has sort of been her her what's her incredible quote um i just thought it was interesting that um she just sort of seemed like he was, she was placating him like yeah. i guess to get off the phone but that probably was a mistake like yes because placating him sort of like gave him the go-ahead at least in his mind i think and obviously this is now spun into a much bigger story and it, it probably wouldn't have been a net negative for her if she hadn't told her own narrative which then proved to be not completely the truth like right it would have you know okay he mentions you in a song he disrespects you like ultimately it gave her the chance to like fight for her right as a woman and like to be a and like a strong female artist which is great sure like you know maybe it brings false to some people but like it kind of plays into the taylor stuff we know and so if she if if her version of events were true like yes that would have been a positive that would have been like fine for taylor it's like she's a strong woman she gets more publicity she's another fight where like people can take her side like how that's not a negative right. it's only a negative because the, because she spun it in a, like a disingenuous way it was right. routed and also some people have pointed out you can just say no on the phone yeah and he wouldn't have done it it seems very clear that if she had said no he, he would have just been like, okay, well, I guess I don't know. Maybe he would have done it anyway. Maybe he would have. But, but you can stick up different. for yourself on the phone. Yeah. And, like, the Taylor on the phone is very different from the Taylor of the statement of, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. Yes. So it came out today on TMZ, or maybe it was late last night, sure. that there were other people on – TMZ got access to the entire tape. Yes. I presume, from who? Presume through the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Um, and they – wrote that Rick Rubin speaks up and there's other people on the conference call and it's not just Taylor and Kanye. 
And I think that's really significant because Kim definitely framed it as like a one-on-one conversation. Like I wonder if some of the suspicious cuts were not to like um, free Kanye of anything, but just to like make it seem like it was like an intimate personal conversation opposed to like a business conference call, which it sounds like it was. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Like maybe they didn't want to have, like maybe Kim was like, it's not useful for Kanye to have Rick Rubin's voice in here, even though like that's extremely significant. So I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. I do think it's possible that it was not a situation in which she felt comfortable being like, no. Yeah. And I think the more people were on the call, the more it's just like, well, I guess I like have to go along with sure. This. I'm or, on so many conference calls. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, great, great. Let's right. follow up on that later. And the and the thing about saying like, yes, of course, like it's so nice of you. You did all these things, I, you know, trying your best to be nice and liked. Yeah, I, I that almost makes me feel for. Wow, I can't believe we just turned around to making. Well, me- it's still. I mean, the still the undeniable fact is that Taylor Swift took a situation and spun it in a way that was like purely for her own benefit and not truthful. And, or it's not like truth is, is so, is, um, so variable and so relative, right. but the point is that Taylor Swift has like a history of kind of narrative construction that is hokey and disingenuous, like I said before, and that, and that is undeniable, but I think Kim tried to present this as like a very like one-to-one Kanye did her the service of like calling her and telling her. And like, it probably was much more of like a business phone call. That's true. Like, we just don't know who else is on the on the phone call. Like that's what's suspicious to me, not the information that was left out, but like who else was involved. Yeah, I buy that. And I think it, that kind of highlights for me that it's less probably they're both right phone call wise. I'm willing to believe that he did not give her the second part of the line or the line changed or it wasn't totally clear or something. Like I'm willing to believe that the conversation was sort of confusing and he left with one understanding and she left with another. Yeah. That's fine. That's probably exactly what happened. It's how they both chose to play it after the fact that where the winners and losers were made. Absolutely. Let's talk about her Instagram note a little bit. Well, let's talk about, Yes, let's talk about it. Let's also talk about the science, the research that's been done on the internet to prove that it was definitely written many months ago. Um, I would like to credit Bobby Finger of Jezebel, I Mm. believe, who's been on this beat and who uh, pointed out that it was a screenshot of a notes app. And if you look in the top left corner, um, there's a, the back button is search which would lead you to believe that she was searching through her notes app for the response that she wanted to post on Instagram. Tease that out a little. She definitely had pre-written it, knew this was coming and had just been waiting for the moment. Who knows how old that notes app is. Well, yeah. And uh, the other like incredibly damning thing is that they sent a note to Kanye or like a legal letter in February asking for the tape to be to be destroyed. Right. So maybe she wrote it in February at the same time, just waiting for this to be released. Yeah. I do not understand why the word bitch is the hill she wants to die on. I don't really know either. Listen, I don't want to be called a bitch. I mean, I'm, I have been. Like, I'm I like sure to some... call men bitches. Like, calling a man a bitch is inherently funny. <laughs> I don't know. The point is, it's, it's very gendered. common. It's very gendered. I guess it's gendered. It's why it's funny to call a guy a bitch is because it's so gendered. Yeah. My thing is, is that, like... She's probably been called worse things. Yeah. And also of all the things in the line, you're just going to be mad, mad about like a fairly common like rap colloquialism. Yeah. Like I, I, this is not this is not the one word to die like to fight about. I don't like, get it'd it. Be different if you said like I made that woman famous. 
I made that woman famous. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she would probably come up with a different attack. Yeah. But it just seems like to me that she's grasping for straws. And this is the straw that is kind of black and like clearest in the media. Yeah. It's just like, well, you can't call someone a bitch because that's mean. Totally. Yeah, I know. It is. It seems like a silly one. I don't get it. I Do mean, it, maybe it's because that's that's the one line that maybe she just didn't know about. I guess so. Though even within that line, the taking credit for your fame yeah. and your success is actually more defensible to me. Yeah, for sure. It's way more offensive. Yeah. I, I mean, all you've, all you've got in this world is the credit you can, you can take. Also, just like here's a here's a really line note, and we'll move on from this, but um, you don't get to, and I quote, I'm quoting from the statement here, control someone's emotional response to being like, okay. Keep the therapy talk out say, of this. Did your therapist write that, Taylor? No. <laughs> that is not the way to say it. You heard my feelings is clear enough. One thing I would really like from our entire society is for feelings to be kept at home a little bit more. <laughs> like, just in general, like, chalking something up to that's just how I feel or, like, well, you can't, I can't control how I feel. It's like, yes, you can control how you feel, but you can control the extent to which other people know about your feelings. Let's just also be clear here. There are no feelings in this. This is all just super calibrated media manipulation. And she's losing. And so she's trying to make people feel bad for her. It's interesting that she's like so rich that I feel like she's never suing people over money because it's not an issue. But if she was someone who was like a little bit less famous, she probably would like turn this into like some big lawsuit or whatever. Well, do you think she'll sue? No, I don't. Just to be clear, the the current operating theory is that Kanye was recording this phone conversation in California, which mm-hmm. has a two-party consent law for, for filming or recording things. Yeah. Um, so Taylor had to be aware of the recording or else the recording was illegal. Right. And the reason the recruitment thing came out is because the point is that other, there was like several people involved. Right. So it was like acknowledged that this was like a, other people were listening to it and it was. So she recorded. doesn't have a reasonable expectation of privacy, which yeah. I do think is different than having a reasonable expectation of uh, someone recording yeah. your conversation for a documentary yeah. to be released on Snapchat, but whatever. I am not a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, that, the fact that there were other people on, on the call probably explains one of the reasons why like maybe Kim didn't think about twice about recording like releasing the footage you know right because in in that does like change the like one-on-one conversation versus like a business phone call anyway do you think she'll sue no do you i think i don't know i think it's so stupid to sue i think it's the worst possible pr thing that she could do right i think that she's handled the pr so badly to this point that she just might interesting i don't know i just feel like ways of money taylor Keep your dollars. I don't think it's about money. I think it's about <laughs> just being like, this was not. Not okay. Yeah. But it just seems like she's totally in the wrong, like legally and yeah, narratively. I just, she has not yet been able to accept that she didn't handle this well. So why would she start now It seems when like, she's in a corner? It's a great, that's a good point. The, the person who's handled this well for the last few months is Kim Kardashian. I hate to say it. Kim but Kardashian. Yeah. Let's bring on our Kim Kardashian expert, Miss Katie Weaver. Katie is a writer for GQ, and she writes cover stories for the magazine, including the Kim Kardashian cover story, which is where all of this happened. So, Katie, you like you witnessed history. You actually started this, more or less. Is that correct? I have been thinking about this so much over the last, we'll say, you know, twenty four hours. Um, I think. I definitely affected the timing of it. I'm, I think I can confidently say that I made it happen now. Okay, so... I do think... Yeah. Let's go back to... You interviewed Kim when for this cover story? 
I interviewed Kim in mid-May. Okay. And do you believe that Kim showed up to your interview ready to drop this bomb about Taylor and the recorded phone call? I've been thinking about this. I think she was ready, but didn't bring it up at all. Even when I kind of started broaching the subject, she never mentioned Taylor's name until I directly asked about Taylor. Okay, And that's when she kind of went off. So I think it was maybe a back pocket, but I also believe that she would have sat on it for months, if not years, (laughs) waiting for the perfect time. So what do you think made this the perfect time? I don't know. That's hard to say. I think that she probably wanted it in uh, an established sort of magazine. I think she wanted it to have some kind of journalistic weight behind it. I I think she probably knew going in that it would be very heavily stacked on our end. So that would sort of lend it an air of credibility. And otherwise, I don't know. I don't know if there was something about me specifically that she felt like, okay, probably not going to totally fuck this up if I tell her. Um, I don't know. But I I do think that she's obviously, they've had this recording since it happened, which would have been, I don't know, I guess back around February. That's when the album came out, at least. I don't actually know when it was recorded. Um, And for whatever reason, she sat on it until, what are we in now, July. Yeah. So I want to go back to the fact checking that you guys did. And I also want to go back to the to February and the letter. But first, okay, you brought Taylor up. How soon from the time that you ask, like, what's up with Taylor? How long does it take for her to be like, I have video? Oh, good question. Um, She she brought it up, you know, pretty immediately in that conversation. It wasn't the first thing she said, but when when I brought up Taylor and she started saying, you know, oh, I... You know, Kanye called her and asked for permission. It wasn't too long after. She didn't kind of hold it back and then do a big reveal at the end. She at least gave the appearance of speaking very normally, like, oh, let me lay out the facts for you. Here's what I think. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask. Like, how, what is her emotional state as she's presenting this? Is it angry? Is it just like matter of fact? Does she sound like a truther? Like, it is very weird to just be like, by the way, I have just like documentary video sitting on a shelf just waiting to ruin her life. She was definitely at her most kind of animated during this part. I could tell that she she seemed very passionate about it. Like she really wanted to convey to me that you know, this was how she felt, that this is what she believed to be the 100% truth. Um, so it was matter of fact, she she did seem genuinely upset that Kanye gets a lot of flack for, you know, being an asshole. And she, she kept saying over and over what rapper would call someone to say that they're going to be mentioned in a song. She kept hitting that point. Yeah, I find her whole argument that this is just, it's so normal to be talked about like, talked about this way like really interesting I guess it's normal for Kim Kardashian but it's not normal for the rest of us I suppose (laughs) um yeah well so we started really generally like uh you know is it weird that your husband often (laughs) refers to having sex with other women in songs what's that like and she was very breezy like oh it doesn't bother me at all and I do think that if you decide to date and then marry a rapper, you do kind of have to be more comfortable with that. Like, I wouldn't love if my boyfriend uh, went around talking about other women he has had or would love to have. Yeah, but I'm not, I think it's maybe a different thing if I'm you marry not, Kanye. 
I would agree. I'm not open to that either. Um, <laughs> okay. I feel like also for um, Kanye being so obsessed with Kim's body, it's weird to talk about having sex with Taylor Swift because she literally is the exact opposite body. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of like a weird contradiction. I don't know. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Though, of course. It- well, the, the other thing is Kanye doesn't even say like, oh, I really want to have sex killer stuff he's just like you know what i think this is a thing that might happen like oh it might rain today i don't necessarily (laughs) want it to but the signs are there no i also don't think he thinks it's gonna happen Or has any interest in it. Okay. So Kim in the middle of the Beverly Hills Hotel is like, yes, I have some weird, uh, I have some secret tapes. Um, we, we were actually in her living room. So we were the only two people in the room. Okay. I oh, that's her interesting. Over two days. That, does that like make you complicit in any way to this legal battle? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Am I going to get called to court? I can't wait Who for knows? your deposition. How many people does Kim Kardashian <laughs> I don't have anything to wear? <laughs> how many people does Kim Kardashian have at her house? Like when she's just home? Like how many, like how many, uh, how many bodies so, are present? Not a ton. Um, although I didn't see the whole house. I was just on the ground floor. Um, her assistant was there, but not present during the interview. Um, her daughter was there. Her son was there. Her son was upstairs, so I didn't actually see him. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like crowded full of people. She didn't have a ton of people around her at all times. That's surprising. Uh, was a relief to me because as a recorder, as a reporter, you do have to say like, no, we need to be alone. And I think she's just such a pro that she knows you're going to say that and kind of preemptively clears the space. That speaks well of her. I always imagine that... I mean, I guess I imagine kind of the Kardashian filming universe when there must be like a bajillion people, but it's nice that they all go home and it's more or less her. Yeah. 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 I think definitely filming is a totally different vibe. Um, But I did get the sense that when she and Kanye are home, they try to keep it so there aren't a billion people in the house. That's nice. Do you believe in their marriage? You've been next to them for a while. Or in a hurry I would not be surprised if they stayed married forever. I mean, if they got a divorce, I guess I wouldn't also be surprised because, you know, Hollywood. Uh, I honestly could see them being married forever. I think they are a very good match. Okay, so let me follow up to this because you make a very good point in your piece about um, how Kanye is. I think it's Kanye is the artist and Kim is the CEO of the business. Is that the comparison? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very smart. Uh and the larger point is that they're they have a very good arrangement that has made them both very successful in addition, you know, that is their marriage. So I totally believe that. Do you believe that they're also in love? I think so, because I think I think Kim is really aware of herself and really likes Kim. And I think Kanye also <laughs> really likes Kim. And I do I do think Kim likes Kanye. And I think also the, the combo of them, like to make a kid that is, oh my God, I'm great and he's great. And now we've both combined to make this child. Like, how could that not be the best in the world? It's from both of us. So yeah. I think that they're a family that really loves their family. And I think that, yeah, I do. They seem to genuinely like each other. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That also does explain why she would be willing to take on the legal issues that are involved in posting this tape on Snapchat which we'll get to in a moment. Right, right. But here's what I want to ask you. So you're in your her living room, and it's just the two of you, mm-hmm. and she's like, yes, I have these tapes. What is your personal reaction? Like, did you believe her, or are you like, oh, I'm now in a room with a crazy person? 
<laughs> I definitely didn't think she was crazy because I knew that Kim knew the recorder was on. And I think, I'm trying to think exactly my line of questioning, she definitely didn't open with the tapes, but she just said, you know, she totally approved that, da 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 and then gradually came out like, oh, we have these tapes, you know, whatever. Um, she She's just a professional. She knew what she was saying. She knew she was saying it to GQ magazine. Um, I also, more broadly, I think that Kanye West doesn't lie. I don't think he has a the most normal brain, but I think he doesn't lie. It's just not part of his thing. Like, well, there would be no benefit to Kanye, you know, for lying. He, I don't think he would ever dream of that. I think he would just tell the truth or what he sees as the truth. And whether that's, you know, I am the genius of the millennium or whether that is, oh, I recorded our conversation. I think he's just going to tell you, tell it like it is. Yeah. Doesn't he have another lyric about sending dick pics that also proved to be true? Like, does he just... Oh, I remember, but I don't think he lies. I really don't think he lies. No, I, I, I agree with you. bananas away. Like, his lyrics seem far-fetched, but then they are, like, correct, basically. Yeah, I think it also Yeah, just... I think he's probably... He seems to me like he might be a publicist nightmare because he will just say whatever he truly believes. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I was referring to the, run, <laughs> the runaway line where he said... Oh, right. I send... She found pictures in my email. I sent this girl a picture of my dick. I, I believe that's true. And then true. those pictures were leaked. It Just never, like this tape. Yeah, it never, oh, yeah. I actually don't know that I needed the leaked photos. It, it never occurred to me that that would be false, but yeah. Um, I, have, I have another question. How long did it take for Taylor Swift's people to get back to you with their very eloquent, pointed statement that you guys printed in the article? Like from the time, hmm. that, from the time you reached uh, out, like how prepared were they to respond to, to GQ magazine about this? They responded in, you know, a... I would say a fairly timely fashion. I, Kim did not give them a heads up, I don't think. They weren't like, oh, we have it ready right now. But, uh, you know, they, they responded yeah. in time for us to get it shipped to the printer. I'll say that. So okay. they, they were working within our deadline for sure. Um, here's a question that I have. I was very interested that Kanye West's team was willing to confirm that Taylor Swift had already threatened to sue them. Which, mm-hmm. that's in the piece, right? That at some point, yeah. Kanye had already gone and been like, we have the tapes, so you need to... What is the point of going to Taylor Swift's camp and being like, we have these tapes? Well, we we did not have the tapes. GQ never... Right, no, no, no. We, I, yes. Yeah. Sorry, what would the what is the point of Kanye going to the Taylor Swift camp? Because that's what Kim said, oh, right? Oh, Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is pure speculation on my end I, I would assume that he maybe when she was reacting and kind of saying oh he didn't call for approval he just called to ask me to put it on my twitter i think he wanted to say like oh no why are you saying i actually i have the tapes i think that's again just him like it not even occurring to him to tell a lie i that would be my guess i have absolutely like no proof of this you make it sound that makes sense you make it sound so like with such goodwill that he would do that. Do you like, do you genuinely think it would be with goodwill that he's like, no, 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 it's cool. I, I think that he, I don't know if it's even necessarily goodwill. I do think the call was in goodwill. And I think when you watch the Snapchats, Kanye does seem to genuinely care that she is, that he like wants her approval. I think if, and this is again, total speculation, but I got the sense at least from the like edited Snapchats, everyone saw that if she had said, absolutely not, don't do this, I'm really offended. I think he would have 
you know, tried to work with that. I don't, it seemed like her approval mattered to him. Yeah, I totally agree um, with you. But I think it's almost like a, a little kid like, oh, no, you're lying, and this is why you're lying, the proof. And it, he was probably annoyed at that point, but I don't think it was, you know, to threaten her or anything or, you know, I don't know. I um, wasn't there, but. You mentioned the editing. What do you think about the editing of the Snapchat video? Let's go. Let's let's go here. I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> I would have much preferred to see the full unedited thing. Well, I think we all would have. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, to a certain extent, Snapchat precludes that. But I also think Kim is obviously this has shown that Kim is a brilliant strategist. So I don't know what was left in, what was left out. I think that she's probably operating under the assumption that it is at least possible that at some point the whole thing will be released. You know, that doesn't seem at this point beyond the realm yeah, beyond the realm of possibility. There's a TMZ um, report today that says that TMZ has heard the whole tape. And uh-huh. I'm T- shocked that yeah. TMZ, friend of the Kardashians, has heard the right. whole tape. No, I don't understand. <laughs> It definitely is from the Kardashians, because if they've heard it, they would have posted it, except that they're probably trying to protect the Kardashians, which leads me to believe that the original tape is not as conclusive as the tape that was posted on Snapchat. But at the same time, it the stuff that's posted on Snapchat is extremely conclusive. She's saying that it's all fine. She literally says, you did help make me famous. I Like, I don't know yeah. how you argue with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that assessment. I think the tape, Kanye comes off very well on it. I think he comes off as a, someone who is going out of his way uh, to do this. And I, don't, I mean, maybe the tape that we didn't hear is the person on the other end of the phone saying, like, and by the way, I'm not Taylor Swift, but, you know, <laughs> from, what we, from what we have heard, I agree. It, it does seem to back up at least what Kim is saying. Yeah, it absolutely does. And it just, I mean, it looks, makes Taylor look terrible. That's the thing. Even in the particulars, I just feel like Kim has won this so makes, conclusively. The Grammy charade is just ridiculous now. Like her, her acting like. Oh my gosh. That's, that's the worst part. Yeah. Is like, even if, okay, she, even if like the statement in GQ is correct, like, yeah, she, you can't approve a song you haven't heard. The assumption, you know, she does say to Kanye, like, yeah, it's a compliment. Like, yeah, you it did help like make all of this famous or whatever. It just makes her look really stupid. Yeah, and I, when I was talking to Kim in her house, she did even specifically cite the Grammys thing. I, I think that is really one thing that set them off is that in Taylor's speech, she gave what a lot of people interpreted as a dig. She took a dig at Kanye, and I think that really upset them. Kanye and the Grammys, what a tortured history. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so, Katie, do you feel like the timing... So last Sunday, in addition to the Snapchat video, was also the Kim Kardashian video, Kim Kardashian episode, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode that talks about um, the GQ story, Um, Mm -hmm. which you were mentioned in it briefly. Do you have anything that you would like to (laughs) clarify about how you're portrayed on Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Uh, I would argue that my questions about OJ were not random, as they were characterized yeah, on the show. Fair enough. <laughs> um, was, you know, no, I, I thought it was. I did. I, I did ask about OJ. I did ask about Taylor. Um, I am a hundred percent the one who brought it up. Kim didn't 
lead me there in any direction. I think I brought up Kanye and the lyrics first, and then from there I brought up Taylor and da da da. da. Um, so no, I felt I felt like it was pretty truthful. I have no idea in what order the rest of the episode was filmed. Uh, right, that's a great but, point. Yeah, it seemed it seemed accurate from from my end. I there was one scene that kind of got spliced in where she was in a fur coat that was from like back in February. Um, when she's saying it, it actually didn't even really make sense in the episode because show her on the phone with Kanye and she's saying, uh, Oh, Kanye, someone recorded you when you were upset about Taylor. And that happened backstage to SNL when he was on SNL. Um, and I guess that got added into the episode because it was Taylor themed, but it didn't, you know, we all heard that audio and it didn't even really make a big splash. I think he was just calling her like a fake ass in it while ranting about other stuff at SNL. Um, so that was a little like, oh, that's in there, I guess. But right. the rest of it seemed to kind of line up with our dates, as best I could tell. Okay. So you don't think they did any last-minute uh, additional filming in order to make this, to time this for the this video release? Oh, I definitely think the Snapchats were timed to the episode of more than 100%, a billion percent, yeah. Okay. Um, I, think that the, <laughs> I think that Calvin Harris, angle uh is <laughs> coincidence i mean i guess it could be part of some larger like machiavellian scheme but to me that just seems like an amazing coincidence the- that like you know the gods have smiled upon kim and really given her a great viral moment that they're just really this lucky and this good at it that makes sense to I, me I think, you know because I, I didn't get i don't have the sense at all that like calvin harris knows kim or is friendly with her i think it just kind of all happened to come to a head right around the same time yeah i buy that um do you think has taylor has any chance of surviving all this i have been thinking about this so much i don't know i'm just trying to think of how she could bounce back i mean i think if anyone can do it it's going to be Taylor. I think she has the right team of people. Yeah, but she's up but, against the Kardashians. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think that if, and this is all just personal opinion at this point, I think if she sued, it would be a bad look. I think she could only do it if she donated the money to charity, basically. I don't even know if she will bother doing that because, you know, it's just gonna come out if you sue them then like everything's on the table i don't know i think she just might have to chalk this up to an l in her column yeah i think Uh, so too i mean i think it's already an l i think it's over yeah 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 but it's i'm just as like a spectator i know that i in a weird way was involved but as a pure spectator this has been so fascinating to see it play out and i was as excited as anybody when she started putting those snapchats up i was following it on twitter oh my god i couldn't believe it it was wild i i was trying to go to sleep i stayed up for like two yeah, more hours we all did. and then i woke up in the middle of the night to check twitter again it was wow. incredible Crazy. it was incredible but katie you were there you were a part of history i'm really <laughs> just like treasure that for the rest of your life i hope that this isn't the best thing that ever happens to you but i hope that it's I hope oh, you know it's up there because it's very exciting. <laughs> I'm not coming back from this. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. I think that that's all the questions we have. Katie, thank you so much um, for sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, and I Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Congratulations on being yeah. a part of history. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye. It feels really good to be close to the flame here. I'm glad we had Katie on to really drop some knowledge. 
I completely agree. Do you think she's right about Taylor? Is this a total L? I think so. I think so. I don't know. I kind of have faith in the Taylor machine that she'll figure out how to reclaim this. But between the crazy Hiddle Swift situation. Right. We haven't even talked about how this. It's just like okay. continuing to escalate. Huge, huge, like level five, which is the highest level conspiracy theory. Yeah. I don't even know how Taylor would be complicit in Kim posting the videos on Snapchat. But this has certainly taken our attention away from her fake romance with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Is Taylor Swift involved in this? No. Are you sure? I'm going with no. Are you sure? No. You can't put anything past the Kardashians, but I'm going with no. What if it's all a lie? I mean, then that's like, just call my life the Truman Show and let's end it now. <laughs> that would be so upsetting. That would just be so upsetting. I can't, I can't accept that. But like... Taylor Swift should bump up the release of her next album because I feel like she needs some new material out there to I feel like make her an artist again. I th- we're pretty close because she's on a two-year cycle in the fall. She normally releases it in October. Okay, so we got a song coming next month probably, right? Yeah, one would assume. Though the only thing is, like, I don't want any songs she's written before now. No. You know, you don't want any of, I don't want any Calvin Harris love songs. I don't want any Calvin Harris breakup songs. You want something that addresses addresses this moment but you also want something that is like a different emotional register from her i don't want another like cutesy sort of winking bratty yeah response i like and i just want to be clear i have loved every single bratty song she's written up until now but enough is enough like be a grown-up be angry I, i mean i don't want I don't want like a fiona apple record from her but i want something with substance interesting i'm trying to think of like what kind of record i want from her i like, I don't want another pop record. Hmm. Where's where's for her to go though? Like I don't know. No Maybe more. she goes singer songwriter. Pull a McLaughlin. Just get out her guitar. A girl with a guitar. That yeah, would be, that would make her likable. Or maybe a banjo. I think she's got to go full instrumentation. Okay. Like play. Like I don't know. Some kind of like real. Like flexing your. Like she's a good musician, right? Like she's a talented songwriter. Flex your musician muscle. I think that would, that's the best move for her. Yeah, I think that that's true as well. But because that's also ultimately Kanye saving grace is like for all of your objections to him. Like he is his impact on music and like the what what he does is like truly interesting and different. It's true, and it has a fair amount of. This is my problem with the Kardashians. It has some sort of reflection. I don't know how honest the Kanye self reflection is. I would like. And again, I don't know how much honest self-reflection I want from Taylor because it'll just be like, everyone's mean to me, which is not what I want from her. But I want some, I want something considered. Yeah. Like this is, this makes me think of, uh, don't give me bad blood again. That was a (laughs) shitty ass feud song. That was really bad. Um, Katy Perry though, still just really winning this week. Oh yeah. She's on top. She's on top. Taylor, Taylor's taking it out. Everyone else, everyone else is winning. I think. Yeah. I guess, you know. It was getting stale the other way. <laughs> so I feel like this is good. We yeah. have something new to talk about. And now she's got a mountain to climb. Yeah. Get back on top. Congrats, Taylor. You've got a challenge. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this emergency jam session. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>